Today it's my very great pleasure to be with Agnès Tournauer in her studio in Paris um, and uh, on the occasion of her, her exhibition in Jesus College, Cambridge, uh, of her pictures called You. Um, and I'm so pleased to be here and to be in this fantastic studio. And I was just uh, wondering, I mean it's obvious to anyone who looks at your pictures how, um, how important words are in, in your painting, in your making of paintings. I just wondered if you could say anything at all about uh, how words came to be so important to you in your painterly practice. If that isn't too big a question to start with. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big question to start with, but I'll, I'll try to say some words about it. Um, when I hear your question, I realize that uh, words did not appear in my painting practice, they came with. Um, I, I, as a child, I began to I, uh, to paint. Uh, in the same time, I began to to write. Uh, it, it was really uh, together. And so, um, language more than words. I would say language more than words uh, uh, came with painting or came by painting, into painting, um, because I, I found this place, uh, uh, this, this such a freedom uh, area in, in painting that it, came, uh, it became a, a language for me. So words were part of this language, which could go with or come with colors, form, a stru uh, structure, composition, and so on. Mm. One of the uh, things you do in, uh, with words, which is a, an, an immense variety of things, but uh, one of the things you do is, is uh, write words um, across uh, a painterly revision mm -hmm. of other paintings, uh, in particular Manet and the Val de Folie Bergère. Um, and uh, there's, a, there's an extraordinary uh, sense in which the, the, the picture from the 19th century becomes a picture for now. Um, do you think the words have anything to do with that? They obviously do, since, as you've said, the pictures and the words are integrated. Yes, they do because you, you read them. You, uh, in fact, the, the, the fact that there is language and words uh, in this, the painting um, makes you look at it two different ways. A global way, which is because of forms and colors, and a more linear way because you read words. So uh, you have this both relation in the same space, so uh, you enter it uh, differently, and they both uh, come to surface together. And uh, I was very much, uh, uh, as an autodidact, I was very much impressed by, uh, I mean, the most influent part of um, history of art for me was the primitive paintings. And I always, since the beginning, I, I had the feeling they were telling me stories. They had some things to tell me and I was in, as I was entering the space of th those paintings, I was getting some kind of language. Mm. So... Um, 
I think there is language in painting and in my works even when there is no words. Mm. And I, there is words too, but mm. it's a language at the big, uh, mm. as a whole thing. Well, I, I was wondering what you meant by primitive there, because I know you're also interested in the Lascaux cave paintings. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, I'm in, in fact, I'm interested uh, in the having the feeling that when I look at some artwork, uh, it's now. So um, representations are always contemporary of the fact that you get in relation with them. So wherever, whenever they have been done, it's the fact that you are now in relations with them that makes them contemporary. So you can be very close from things that were done some centuries ago. And I, yes, of course, Lasco is for me the first studio, so I, I feel I feel interested by the fact that there was those uh, uh, walls and things where the body was going to express something very uh, crucial. And it's the first uh, studio practice, Lasco. Mm. I think you, you describe it in, in, a, in a small piece in, in, in your book on, on, on those cave paintings as a, as, a, as a very moving, very, very striking conglomerational am- amalgamation yes. of different moments in time, uh, as though it was possible, that were possible to relate in that way ac- across different periods through a painterly practice, talking to people who were no longer there, or yes. with people who were no longer there. I think it's one of uh, the specificity of the studio is that everything that enters into it uh, works uh, together. So uh, um, there's amalgam between very different things, but they make sense here and now uh, in the work. And um, so it's true that I've been... Um, for me, um, I have a lot of source inspiration, source uh, like um, literature, uh, dance, uh, performance, and poetry. And, but it really works all together, and it makes some um, collisions sometimes. Uh, mm. I, I, I even don't realize at the moment, but then I, the work is going on, and I. I noticed that everything has been working together mm. uh, at the same moment, mm. and that's very interesting for me. That uh, um, practice are responding one to each other uh, in the work. Yes. Yes, in the medium, and and then the studio is a medium itself. Um, it's. Uh one of the things that's very striking about your work also um, is uh, moving on from what you're saying there, which is that painting and the, and the environment of the studio is an, an environment for relation, environment for renewed relation with others. Um, and in particular, I suppose, it's, it's, it's true that you're obviously very interested in, in the position of women in, in life, in society, in the history of art. Um, and that, um, um, you know, I don't... I would like to say that uh, um, those paintings are extremely re- renewing for, for, for anybody looking at them, for me, whether it's a man or a woman. Uh, 
Um, and I think it has something to do with the, the, the accessibility of it, the, the formal accessibility of it, and also the fact that it's predominantly flat, your pictures, aren't they? As though the, the writing were, were on top of, of the female figure. You explained to me before we started that actually you put the words first and the figures around it, around the words. Um, but um, there's a sense in which uh, that combination is, is, is a renewal of the way we might look at women in pictures. Yes, it's strange because uh, um, I invented this process uh, without to want without to want to invent anything. It just came like this. This is why I think the, really the the, medi the studio is medium. You as there's a subject that demands me. They demand me to be uh, painted or to to be. Uh, to um, to arise a way or another, and it's strange because this uh, I invented this uh, way to paint uh, when I was working especially on uh, around Manet on Manet. I don't know why, but it came this way, and it's true that it's very particular to, to paint the words and the figure uh, within the letters because. Um, there's no uh, predomination mm -hmm. of one on the other, but it's really uh, like um, tissage, a weaving, a weaving of those two spaces, and probably this is a, a feminine character, this openness, something that is not or or or, but and and and. Mm -hmm. And so it allows you to to have different ways inside it. Uh, there's no one uh, predominance. Mm. It's really um, opened. Mm. One of the things I noticed about uh, the the the, um, the series on, on um, about the Folie Bergère, um, which is obviously a very important money picture. Mm -hmm. um, I think you may have mentioned this in, in another interview, I, I think, I can't remember, but uh, there's, in your versions of, of Manet's picture, there's no mirror. Whereas in Manet, there's one of the ways into that picture, which you described so well, is the, 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 that there are so many ways into that picture. And one of it is, be, is, is because of the presence of the mirrors in the, in, in the picture, allows viewers to imagine different angles and different reflections. Um, and you're doing that as well. In, in, you, you, in, in, in a way that is inflected by the present moment and by the words we use. But there's no mirror there. I, I wonder if you wanted to say something about that. Um, they, they, they might be a mirror, but there's no reflection in uh -huh. it. So you don't know if it, there's a mirror. You, you, you're right, in Manet picture, uh, the, the space is very... Uh, uh, it's constructed so that the man who should reflect in the mirror uh, behind the waitress is reflected on the side mm -hmm. so that uh, it's you, the viewer, who is supposed to be in relation with the waitress, which is very uh, clever uh, mm. from uh, Manet because he really did, uh, before Duchamp, uh, this relation with the viewer. It's really... Uh, and probably she blushes not because the one that 
he's he's in the painting, but you, when you arrive in the museum or where the painting is, and you you're you disturbed, you arrive and you see this red dress, and this could be the story of a, any painting. The yes. painting blushes because you arrived in front of her of it. Mm-hmm. But um, to go back to your question. Uh, there is, there might be a mirror in my version, but there is also the question of the mind of the waitress. She's not only receiving the what the the um, the man is going to um, um, command order. order yeah. Yes, she is uh, having her own space mind, and in my version, it's a kind of erotic uh, reverie. Uh, which uh, makes her not a model, not a waitress, not a model, but uh, a living body mm-hmm. with a um, projecting space, too. Mm-hmm. So um, it was also to go into in the same sense, in the same direction, uh, than Manet, who, who had this very uh, strong particularity to paint... Uh, women that were not models but were painters, so they were uh, having the same activity. Mm. And I, I really feel like uh, there are not only painters, but they are the painting he, with which is in conversation with. I think one of the co- things for me that comes out very, very strongly in, in the pictures that, uh, and in your reading of the pictures and in the pictures that you make. Um, is that they are not pictures of, of women, they are pictures about the, uh, the, the agency, the, the living life of women, the, the, the women's part in, in making the picture. Mm. Your own, obviously, but the, pic- the women in the pictures are making the pictures, I think, as more than being pictures of women. Yes. And uh, um, there's one also called Passenger, isn't it, where with Bert, you mentioned um, Manet painting pictures of other painters, in particular Bert Morisot. Of course. And uh, so there's a one, isn't there, of yours called Passenger, where yeah. Beth Morisot appears in the rearview mirror of a car, um, which I was very struck by. Um, for some, it's a, another well-known picture of Manet, that portrait, and I'm, mm. I've always been very drawn to it. I must say, uh, I can't, I can't quite say why. Um, and I know, you know, I understand what you're saying about the way Manet multiplies the points of view and the, the ways into the picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's also something other that, 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 which also you capture in your own versions, I think. It's something the sheer materiality of it that is t- deeply fascinating. Um, the, the, um, the 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 brush, the, the detail of the brush, the detail of the of, of the detail that's included in the picture is, is affective at, at, at all times in, in a sort of intransitive way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have an object; it just draws you in. And so I was just wondering about uh, about the mirror again there. There, there is a mirror. You're right. <laughs> You're right. I, I did not make the relation, of course, that a mirror. I mean, it's of a different sort, but... Yes, you're right. There, there is um, I, uh, um, an artist who works a lot with mirror, and I, I really love his work. It's Pistoletto. And for me, it's the always the same question of, where are we? What are we looking at? Where are we in what we are looking at? And also, yes, it, it's Beth Morizo. It's called Passenger because I like to drive. Mm-hmm. I'm working. I like to drive for hours, and I, I let my mind 
drive also and go and uh, walk around. And um, it's like when you take the train, but when you drive, it's more obvious, I think. And um, so car is a space of work and driving is a space of work. And also the idea of passenger is that uh, when I when I'm driving, when I'm walking in my work, I always bring with me these important works of art uh, that were done before, but as there's no time in art for me, they are behind me, but in the same time they are in front of me. And it's very important for me, this shift of past, future, and the, the path I'm just staying at the moment I'm working between these two directions, which are not opposite, they are complementary. And uh, I think the gaze of Bert is so moving in this picture. She, she, it's completely a, a trans... It's uh, voyaging into space and time and she's really uh, looking at your yourself she's uh, and so um, in this passenger is a theory but in this painting particularly uh, there is this very uh, uh, intimate relation with the painting that I am um, going along with and they they are always in the studio at the same time with me with work and and um, mm. I wonder if you'd like to say a bit more about what you were saying just there, which is to do with um, the removal of time to a certain extent from painting. The painting is a, and the studio and the activity of painting and the activity of relating to paintings uh, is a way of, has the effect of, of removing time in, into space. Uh, it seems it's very important to you that, isn't it? Yes. Yes, I, when, a few minutes earlier, when you were talking, I was also thinking about uh, La Madone del Parto from Piero della Francesca. This also could be a representation of... That's a uh, woman body, mm -hmm. but that's also the painting. And if someone arrived today and would tell me this painting was done in 2,100, I would say, okay, because the, it's, so, uh, it's so generic. Mm -hmm. Uh, representation so it has it's not dated I mean it's, it doesn't uh, belong to a certain period in mm. art history so um, and also I always have the feeling that some paintings I, I travel with uh, are not behind me but sometimes they know before me what I'm working on and they, they, they pop up. For example, I, I was into Bing painting and suddenly I realized it was completely a Rembrandt story about uh, uh, La Ronde de Nuit. And, and probably the painting knew before me I was referring to that uh, work of art. So it's very strange because it's, never uh, before after it's really coming now all together in, mm. and um, I think we, we look at art history because we are very close to our period I mean 
2000 years is very tiny bit portion of big if we go if we take a um, zoom arrière uh, I think we sooner or later we will realize it's no no time it's just a multi uh, things uh. it's interesting that you get that zooming out effect from yes. uh, from flattening the surface of your pictures mm-hmm you mentioned Rembrandt there also, um, <clears throat> and uh, the Night Watch. Um, and uh, recently, you know, in, in the UK, we were all know that there has been a, a very big exhibition of Rembrandt's latest works, last works. Mm-hmm. Particularly, there's a group at the beginning of it, or there was, which is concerned with his self-portraits. Um, and uh, when I was there, I was uh, also struck by the kind of thing you were saying, in the sense that uh, he in a rather disturbing way, I, I think. Uh, it's, it's as though the, the manufacture of, 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 of an artwork, mm-hmm. with, with a physically manufactured artwork, has the capacity to speak of an experience that is two or three hundred years away, and to speak in, this, in, a, in a very visceral way. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if, if um, your concern with time is also concerned, a concern with linear time, with, with an orthodox way of, of organizing the sequence of events, which uh, might you know, have the effect of loosening and, and, and I mean, of, of suppressing our, our immediate relation with pictures. I would rather think about time in a circular way, mm-hmm. non-linear. Um, for me, it's obvious that certain periods of time uh, uh, are in dialogue together through time. So there's not one period uh, erasing another and again and again. Mm. They're all like in a circular form and di- dialoguing one with each other. Mm. Maybe we should go back and in our conversation and invite you to say something about the words that you actually write on, on, on the pictures. Uh, some of them are very erotic, different sorts of erotic language as well. Uh, some of them are to do with the practice of painting, uh, other elements from the world as well. So perhaps you could tell us how you choose the words for each painting, or maybe you don't choose them. Maybe it's a question of, of an organic concordance between the words and the image. No, oh, I choose them. I'm, I'm working like I choose a color, I choose a, a scale, I, cho- I choose words. Uh, so for the big uh, studio uh, representation, um, it's the semantic research about the question of the studio, the material, materiality of painting, the what, the canva, the representation. So it's all mm. referred to that mm. subject. Uh, I did so the other uh, another big painting is about the colors. I then all the name of the colors that I can use and that are referenced as as colors for the painters, and uh, and for erotic. Uh, Paintings. Uh, some of them I took of a little book of um, uh, 68. Uh, it, it was uh, um, positions, and so mm. it's very uh, mental representation, but it's very space 
it gives an idea of space and performance that I like because uh, the woman is sitting and she's floating in the mind and she has this uh, idea of space and performance. And the other one is quite, it's erotic, quite pornographic one. Mm. And, uh, and it's... Um, Pornographic it's words for bits of the body, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Or slang words as well, yeah. or stuff. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's also... Uh, one of them was inspired by a, um, a, an actress working with, for hardcore film. Mm -hmm. And she was also a model for painters. And I met her and we had these discussions and I was, I found it very interesting to have these women as an actress in this kind of films. And she was also staying very um, muting, posing for painters on another side. And it was very interesting for me to have this kind, different kind of body's work. Mm -hmm. So that was my story with mm. this uh, text, but I, it's uh, returning to Manet mm -hmm. and also to, to Suzanne Valadon, mm -hmm. very interesting figure, a French painter, because she... Early 20th century, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. and she, uh, she was a painter, and she had been posing for painters, and she explained that once that you have been a model, as a painter... You don't use model. You use friends, or because you you have this reciprocity, reciprocity, reciprocity relation. So you can't anymore use model as object. You have to get into relation with the person you paint. You are painting a nude or a portrait anyway. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very interesting because it's it's exactly uh, what was what Manet was talking about mm -hmm. you, you're not into an, you're not working on a nature mort even if you could have a reciprocity relation with a, a rose but you, if you're working with a, a human being you are in a relation with uh, uh, not an object but mm. some, somebody else it's interesting you say all that um, for a number of reasons, but I mean, I was thinking that you mentioned Duchamp earlier as, as, as somebody who um, suggests that the artwork is made by the, by the viewer. Yes. Um, his uh, work is at the same time very conceptual, isn't it? And um, I mean, I think it goes without saying. Whereas uh, Manet's pictures and your pictures are, are enormously intimate, in fact. Um, so that uh, it's that intimacy that is striking, I think. Yes. I think Manet is very, very uh, conceptual too, uh -huh. because he is building. But what it's exactly what I I love, and I think it, he he brings that to the uh, major point. He makes he makes no separation between conceptual and material. Mm -hmm. He's a hugely he's an incredible painter. He goes he. he he used um, fabric, um, uh, painting, matière, mati <laughs> painting materials. Materials. I mean, it's it's. He's a genius in painting, and at the same time, he's a genius in building uh, a, con um, um, 
a composition? Yes, a composition, a pictural space, and and uh, I th I think it's very important because, like in the primitive painting, you you for me painting is language. You say something, you but it's also um, emotion, and uh, Fra Angelico was a. Uh, one of the earlier conceptual painters is completely conceptual, but in the same time you just get you you on s'évanouit. You faint in front of it. Yes, when you see the color, the pink, you just get so. Er, this is very important. You can have both, and I and I think uh, one is as important as the other. So. Um, of course, Duchamp was very conceptual, but he—he's not. Uh, It's—it's it's quite subtle on the thing he uses. The only thing is that Duchamp said it's the viewer who who makes the 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 work. The work, and I think that Manet would have said said it's the work who makes the the viewer. I think it's the both in the both sense. It's very important, and me as an artist and as a painter and and as a sculptor, I really sometimes have the feeling it's the work that makes me. I'm 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 getting, I'm getting bursts of some part of the works I'm doing. I'm I'm not I'm different after. Mm -hmm. So it's not only the viewer who makes the works. It's really. Mm. The works also makes the viewer, and I think it's it's uh, important to have the both um, both way. And it's true because you know, as me, that when you sometimes you arrive in the museum and you see a painting, and you 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 leave, you you you're changed. Mm. The painting changes you. Mm. It brings you something you've never uh, met before. So. Uh, is that you, you have a very I, I, I feel looking at your work you have a very strong belief in the in the power of painting to change isn't it to change the way people relate to each other you know engaging with a painting has the power to change the way we relate to people after the painting after looking at it or because of looking at it um, and I think uh, you're right Duchamp is, is is more concerned with the work itself than, than with what happens to you after you leave the work um, Another painter that I've been looking at, I and mean, there's a version of it, or some, one in the series on the wall over there, which is L, um, uh, which is, uh, and it's a picture of a wing. Um, and L, the words in, in the French word L for she, or the letters, sorry, are, are arranged in a certain way, but you can still make them out. And they do, they are reminiscent of the magazine title, aren't they? The typography is reminiscent of that. So there's L in, in the letters, and the same sound L wing in the picture. Mm -hmm. uh, so it it is a an example of, of interplay, of integrated but but um, refracting interplay yeah. between word and image, isn't it? Or letter, or, yeah, word and image. And uh, well, I just wondered if you want to say anything more about it because I know it's a series, and sometimes and some of them are extremely big. Mm -hmm. Mm. Yes, it's like if image has an echo in words, and words echo in in paintings. Uh, for the typography, I, it was already made. I didn't really choose to have this magazine. I just found it and it was 
easy because all the letters were already like this. So mm. I used this, but I wanted uh, the wing is something uh, interesting in painting because it goes through all art history from mm -hmm. centuries ago, and uh, so it's a movement, but it's in, in the same time it's an object, and I painted it. I, uh, as um, it's also sometimes I, I glue the palette in the painting. How do you say palette? The, palette, the yeah. wood, yeah. yeah. So it's also something about all components of painting. You have the form, the 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 time. If I glue the palette in the painting once onto it, yes. Once the painting is finished. I glue the beginning over the end yes. on the wings. So you have this very primitive material on the palette glued on very um, finished. finished wings. So you have before coming over after. Mm and you have also this abstract area which is the palette in this uh, figurative form so you have all this language about painting and you have also of course the the sound of l the wing and l the feminine so all this echoes together and it's uh, some something like music about painting and in the series, um, the wings are in different positions. Yes, you're right. In the big series of the Pompidou Center, I had this question of the, the wings becoming so much abstract that it's some kind of big form that's turning into the, the, the canva. The canvas itself. Yes, itself. Yeah. So it's, it's going upside down. Yes. And... The last thing is that they are not painted the same way. One, the first one is very sketched, very uh, like uh, unfinished, unfinished, and very, uh, very um, uh, painted with uh, a lot of freedom. Yeah, and it gets more and more well painted until yeah. the last one. So I. I but they all have the little pat, the palette in the corner, which they is, all which have. Is, as you say, it has an abstract effect because of, because of the, the mixing of the paint that's been going on. It's yeah. and it, it's the palette I used to paint yeah. them. So yeah. once it's finished, I glue uh, the palettes I've been using to paint them in onto the canvas. So as you say, there's a number of elements, and there's also an overriding impression of movement. I, I think you mm -hmm. know, um, rather than a series of, of pictures of series of pictures from different points of view that there's movement between them yes and because of the relation between them mm -hmm. um, which is uh, very striking I think so it's another thing we ought to say also is that there each is one wing isn't it there's, there are not two wings in each picture nor is the wing attached to anything it's, it's no. one wing in each yes. of these pictures yeah um, it's like also like one big palette because a wing is something like this you have all a lot of colors uh, structured together. There's a wing seeking. Is it is it too much of a cliche to, to say that the, each wing is looking for another wing all the time? 
which would, I suppose the viewer is going to have to imagine it. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, and it's, uh, like, it's like a big polyptych like you have in museums. Like, uh, I was thinking of uh, Colmar in Terlinden, where, where you have this big retable dissenheim, and it's a long story, come, and you go t- from scene to scene. So I like the, the, the idea of polyptych. Mm-hmm. And this is why the first thing I've been working on was the small predel, and predel is also a word you have in relig- religious paintings, because it's the, the small scene you have under the major scene. So it's uh, and predel in French means n- nearby her, N- near to her, exactly. Near to yes, her. yeah. So it's also a um, question of scale of painting. The small painting you can be close to, like books, or huge painting become they become like a landscape and this question relation to space. Mm-hmm. Near is is uh, striking as well. Is near rather than appropriation of any sort, mm. it's closeness without, mm-hmm. uh, without overwhelming, without taking, without appropriating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the, relate, the relation that you propose in, in your pictures with women is, is, is not one of supplanting in any case, is it? No, it's not supplanting uh, one position for another, it's, it's, you know, I mean, uh, they're all, they're very, if I'm, if I, I think so. They're very, very feminist paintings, but very powerful paintings because they don't seek to supplant uh, or, or mm. re- remove people from positions in order to put others in those positions. It's, uh, uh, it is a question of, uh, of creativity, of relation in that sense. Mm-hmm. So the, I think the idea of closeness and your play with distance is very important. I think it goes back, for me anyway, to what you were saying about the words. Um, the the, uh, the the human figure being painted around the words uh, rather than as a way of uh, reorganizing the relationship between body and word. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if it's just for the last couple of things you might talk a little bit about your the work that's on the floor here, which is called Mat- Matrice Matrices, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, which is uh, sculptures of, of letters, I, I think. Space of letters, uh-huh. sculpture of letters, sculpture of forms of letters. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Sculptures of forms of letters, indeed. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, so, uh, so you, so you, making the letters in a in a block and then cutting up the blocks and and seeing what happens. Is that what's happening? Well, it's uh, it's it's also a studio practice. It's also the work of the studio as medium because I at the at the beginning I wanted to work with letters and I so I I made volumes of letters, but then to have those this volume I had to have molds. Is mm-hmm. the word? Yeah, yes. molds. Yeah. And uh, each time I, w- I was looking at the molds, uh, I was feeling very interest by them and after a certain time I realized that the space of letters was more interesting for me than letters themselves mm-hmm. in in sculpture in volume so uh, I made molds from the molds to to keep the space of letters mm-hmm. um, and uh, 
I realized also after that it was really uh, related to my paintings because as in the painting you can enter in the space and 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 walk into inside the paintings and let your mind uh, travel uh, in the sculpture you can really uh, uh, enter the space of language and and walk in it mm -hmm. and make your own uh, circulation mm -hmm. so it's openness yes also and um, where have you displayed them so far? Because uh, we were talking earlier again about the fact that these can come in different dimensions. Yes, uh, exactly. The the smallest, uh, the first dimension was uh, is for the ground. I call it matrice sol. It's ground. It's from five to ten centimeters, and it's related to also like uh, when you are by the seaside. You, you know when you see the small white shells. The sea is mm -hmm. um, spreading on the sand, so it's like uh, the beginning of language, something like this. Before it's, it comes, it's really uh, created. And then the the other scale is a uh, is a matrice assise, is like for uh, bench. On bon? the bench. Yes, you can mm -hmm. sit on it. It's I like see, it, yeah. it, so it's. Uh, the, the language becomes a place where you can sit and yeah. talk yeah. and and then the third scale is the body scale is from one one meters and thirty centimeters and then language be really becomes a, like a, a whole uh, element you, you can walk into. Well, have you exhibited that one yet? No! <laughs> I'm really, I've been exhibiting the first two scales, but uh -huh. not the body scale. I'm really uh, looking for, for what to do that yes. sooner or later. I will, would really like to do that in a public space, yes. in, in, a, in the city. In the city. Yes, so that people could enter the language when they walk, from one point to the other, but that they, they could also see it from above, from buildings around. And uh, so language would really become a, a space. You know, there's a French um, uh, art historian, Daniel Arras, uh -huh. and I love the word he's using for painting, for primitive painting. He, he used the word parcourabilité. So he says, uh, really, the ability the, to peruse. The ability to peruse. I think. Yes, yeah. to really uh, to see it, to see it as a whole. Yes, and to and to to parcourir. It's really to go through to it. Through it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's letters, isn't it? That that's your that you're working with rather than words. Yes. For sculpture, yes. Yeah, for this sculpture, yes. Yes, but for for painting, there is also uh, the use of letters as um, uh, vrac, langage en vrac. I mean, I, I also use letters are as uh, material, and there's nothing to read. They're mm. just letters. But sometimes, of course, I always I also use words, uh, uh, form words with meanings. But yes. language is is there. Uh, as much as words as material, so uh, yeah. um, non-verbal. 
just uh, forms before words. Forms before words, but carrying the word to come. Yes. At the same way as you were suggesting earlier. Yes. Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing the big one that we can move into and walk around in and, and feel our way into, I must say. Mm. And yes, I wonder if we should stop there. Thank you so much. I don't know if there's anything in the back of your mind that you would like to say or, or not, or look at the trains going out, going yes. by the window there. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs>